Welcome to another edition of the Instant Journeyman Podcast, Whatever Wednesday series. That's where we have guests from all over the map to talk about anything ranging from sports to politics, musicals, food, and even safety, or really whatever we want to talk about. Uh, So please enjoy. This episode is sponsored by Eat Right Foods, the official partner of the Buffalo Bills and Buffalo Sabres. So if you're looking to eat like a professional athlete or you just want to improve your life by eating cleaner and freeing up time for those things that really matter in life, Eat Right Foods provides a huge assortment of high-quality foods with easy online ordering and kitchen-to-door delivery. Uh, If you're in the Buffalo area, you can do pickup. Or if you are anywhere in the U.S., you can go ahead and order online where all meals are just $10 each. Shipping to the East Coast is included, and all Midwest and West Coast orders have a flat rate for shipping. Uh, Orders are due every Thursday by noon, and then you get them the following week. Uh, All orders will be shipped out uh, the following Monday, and boom, meals to your door. So check out eatrightfoods.com. And today's guest is a return guest. Yes, Chris Walzak is uh, back in the studio, and he uh, we recorded this, full disclosure, uh, before election night at the end of October, so I was still doing the October uh, Sober October Challenge, and we were discussing uh, what we think you know is going to happen in the election. Uh, he's, he's a great guest. He, he prepares like none other. Uh, his Monday motivation got a lot of um, you know downloads and uh, I got a lot of feedback, you know, saying that he was very, uh, very good to listen to and, and, and very interesting. So I want to have him on again. Um, you probably heard him if you listen to the election night podcast, you heard a little bit about, uh, you know, what he thinks, but, um, this, this podcast, we do talk a little bit about politics, but we talk a lot about, you know, travel. We talk about, you know, the current state, uh, of, of everything, you know, going on with COVID, uh, we just talk about a bunch of fun stuff. Uh, he's he's very prepared, like I said. Um, it's 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 fun to have that conversation with him. So, uh, you know, I hope you enjoy. All right, welcome back, Chris. How have you been? I've been great. How about yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. Now, are you? Do you have a? Uh, was it a whiskey or a? Uh, yeah. So uh, tonight, tonight I've uh, I've selected my uh, Kentucky Owl uh, bourbon. It's uh, bourbon. An absolutely beautiful, uh, beautiful whiskey. Uh, it's smooth. It's uh, it's nice and oaky. It's absolutely delicious. It's a little on the pricey side, so I don't drink it very often. Uh, but I thought, you know, we kind of have a special occasion here, so that's uh, right. That's I, right. I break out something a little on the nicer side. I love it. I love it. Yeah, because I when when we originally talked about having you back on, you were like, yeah, you know, I'll break out a a glass of you know bourbon, and I was like. And you're like, we'll, we'll have a drink together. I was like, I was like, ah, it's sober October for me. <laughs> I, uh, I just, I, I looked just to give everybody on the thing an update. Um, I, I ended up, uh, I'm in third place right now out of all the, the repetition. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm plugging away. I haven't had a drop of alcohol and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for it to be over, but I'm, I'm excited. I I've done, Today, I think I did like 150, you know, push-ups, 200 push-ups, uh, you know, something like that. I, I, I wrote it all down, but it's 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 taking up a lot of time. Every time I walk, you know, through the hallway, I do you know five to ten push or pull-ups. 
right? Because I have the pull apart there, so it's all that effort, and you're still just second loser, huh? Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Who's who's, uh, who's beating you? You want to give him a shout out? Uh, well, yeah. So my buddy Falcon is beating me. He uh, he went crazy at the beginning. I mean, he's got like like 2000 3000 you know repetitions more than me and the second place guy wow. uh in second place is uh JRKD surprisingly he's he's a dick and he uh <laughs> he he doesn't work out a day in his life until sober october and then he does everything in his power <laughs> to beat me yeah. and uh Jay is pretty much retired right now and he, uh, so he has a lot of time on his hands. So he legit will l- just sit there and do push-ups, pull-ups, burpees, yeah. and 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 just knock them all out. So, man, he's retired, and I'm just tired, man. I, I, you know, I, I one of these <laughs> one of these days, I need to get back into working out. I used to be big into uh, bodybuilding and uh, powerlifting, and I loved it. I loved it. You know, I'd go to the gym sometimes uh, twice in a day. And, um, and then when my, uh, when my daughter was born, um, she slept for like 20 minutes at a time for like, a uh, year, yeah, you know, and I just never slept. And, uh, so I could barely function just in, uh, in, you know, in my, in work and, you know, uh, my schoolwork and, and doing all that sort of thing. And, you know, cause I used to get up at, I think three thirty three forty five in the morning uh, and I'd go right to the gym immediately. I'd pound uh, cold black coffee that I'd brewed the day before on my way to the gym. I'd go in there and I'd just uh, bust my ass for an hour and a half and then come back home before going to work. But there was no way I was going to be able to do that. Um, and With then, zero uh, sleep. <laughs> exactly. And then after that, you know, she started sleeping better. But uh, you know how it is. There's never any shortage of excuses once you get out of the habit of doing something. Right. Well, that's the thing, man. Uh, you know, that's that's what you you just have to keep on going. So that's why, I, like, with my goal is, I always every month I'm gonna try to set you know some sort of a goal for myself. So I I force myself to do it, and I'm gonna talk about it, whether or not anybody wants to hear it. I'm gonna talk about it on the podcast. Um, so like this month, uh, it was sober October. Next month which is the month that this is going to air is um, November. And mm. it uh, I, I'm, I'm taking part in OCR stars, which is a four week competition against it's a virtual competition against a bunch of other people all across the world. Uh, and uh, I have actually, I'm, I'm signed up for two different teams. I'm signed up with my buddy Jim and his wife, Melissa in a co-ed team. And then I'm, I'm signed up with my buddy Gary and my buddy Dennis in a all male team. Uh, one week is running the other week is lifting, another week is running, and then another week is lifting. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting. So you do a lot of running. What are you running from? Nah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, well, you know I, I, I'm one of those people that I absolutely hate running, but I enjoy it when it's a race. Like, in for it. Yeah, but, uh, I love, so you get, like, you get the, uh, the competitive aspect to it, sure. So I, I yeah, understand yeah. How, how that would add something to it. I, I never, I never, ever, ever liked doing cardio. The only cardio I ever would do was uh, the stairs. I like doing stairs. Uh, and uh, that or I'd walk on a really, really st- steep incline. Uh, the only reason I, I kind of enjoyed doing those is because um, I didn't, uh, I, I never had a chance to succumb to the tedious, tediousness of it because I'd watch a movie. You know, you can't, I can't run and watch a movie because it's bouncing up and down and up and down and up and down, but I could do the other things and, and watch a movie on my iPad, you know, uh, keep myself uh, occupied. 
Um, that's what I loved so much about lifting is uh, you do, you know, uh, 30, 60 seconds or so of like really, really hard work. Uh, and then you you sit and recover and, you know, breathe and uh, you're always moving or doing something different, you know, whereas, uh, you know, with the running, it's just right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. You know, right foot, left foot, over one over. foot in front of the other, man. <laughs> it just drove me nuts. I always hated it. Yeah, I, I, well, with with me, I like, I just did the. It was oh Jesus, it was not just did it. I it was two years ago. I did. Uh, well, it'd be two years this February. I I did the uh, the ultra marathon in Lockport, New York. Oh. It's called the the beast beast of burden, yeah, um, and of it. and it was it was fifty miles of cold running because it was in February. I did the winter one. There's a winter and a summer one, and I was like, damn man. Uh, I mean, luckily it, it didn't snow, but it got so cold that my water in my Camelback froze. Wow. Um, so it, that sucked. But yeah, for someone I I know I it it, it gets monotonous, you know, left foot right foot like you said, but. I, uh, it was, it was a goal I, I had put out there and I was just like, I'm going to do it, you know? And yeah, uh, but you know, some people absolutely love it though. You know, it's just, it's, it was never my thing and that's cool. Uh, but there's some people that really love it and man, running 50 miles, I give you a lot of respect for that. <laughs> you know, I could, I could never, ever, ever do that. And it's not just like, uh, the matter of the, uh, the mental stamina, um, the physical, st- I would have never had the physical stamina to do that. You know, I was always a big guy. Like when I was lifting, I was uh, about 225, 230. I mean, rock solid, you know, uh, fairly low body. Wow, you, you got up that big, huh? Oh, yeah. Because I don't oh, remember yeah. you in high school. I don't remember you being like a, a, a big dude. Oh, no, I never. Uh, no, because I was vegan for a long time. Oh, yeah, really? Became, okay. Oh, yeah, I became vegan when I was like 15. Uh, I was a vegetarian from the time I was uh, 12. Uh, and then I became a vegan at 15. Was this, was, was this because of, uh, you know, your family was vegan or vegetarian? Or was this just a, you, you made that decision? No, as, as with so many other uh, really stupid decisions we make in our lives, especially as, uh, as, as younger people, um, it had everything to do with a girl. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I was, I was dating a girl who was, uh, who was a vegan, so I became a vegan. And then after we broke up, you know, because I'm, I'm a stubborn idiot, um, I just kept on with it because it's what I was doing and, you know, whatever. So I, I stayed big until I was about 25. Uh, and then I just cut wow. it off. Um, cold turkey, on, uh, uh, I guess pun intended, on uh, <laughs> thanks, Thanksgiving 2009 um, is uh, I just, you know, I ate turkey and all that kind of stuff. And then I, I, I never looked back. And now, and now I hunt and, uh, and fish and you know, uh, I remember in just this past February, I was like, uh, I was butchering a, a rabbit out on my front porch, <laughs> you know? Wow. And, yeah. I, uh, just, I went uh, full circle, I guess. <laughs> wow. That, yeah, that's very interesting. Um, what I was going to say is, are you, uh, are you more against that now now that you've experienced it and you did it for a long time i mean you did it for almost 10 years are you are not against it but are you are you still a, a fan of it do you still think that there is some good that with that or do you think it's it's just you know what it was something i did um i think you should eat your greens and and, and veg you know veggies and stuff like that but i'm i'm not like i wouldn't do it again 
type deal. So, I mean, I think that there's a lot to be said for having a really balanced diet, you know, uh, and, and I think that, uh, you know, vegetarianism or, or more specifically veganism, uh, it can be done in, in a very, very uh, healthy way. Uh, and it can, you know, it does have some points to it um, that uh, are beneficial for the environment in some ways. And um, there are some arguments for it. Um, however, I think that uh, everybody should feel free to, you know, to, uh, to eat and live however it is that they want to eat and live, as long as they're not coming in between anybody else's right to, uh, to do the same, you know? So I right. don't begrudge, uh, you know, vegans, their, their lifestyle. I think, uh, it's, um, it, it's, it's wonderful if they feel good about themselves doing that. Um, you know, the, the problem I have is, uh, is when, you know, other people try to, uh, to force that lifestyle down, down others' throats or try to guilt trip people about it. You know, and I was, you know, to, to my, uh, to my credit, um, you know, I was never the kind of uh, vegetarian or vegan that, you know, would like, uh, beat people over the head with it, you know? Well, I mean, it's, it says something that I didn't even know you were a vegetarian. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right. you know, normally, yeah. normally people are like, no, I'm vegetarian. And then, and then like they tell you why and everything. <laughs> no offense to anybody that does that, but that's, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, it's, uh, it reminds me of the, uh, the whole, um, uh, CrossFit joke too. It's the same thing with CrossFitters, right? Oh yeah. yeah. You, know? <laughs> you can't be in a room without, uh, without them talking about it. It's the same way with vegans, you know? Uh, and, yep. and with with so many other things, um, uh, to be honest, you know, uh, people love to uh, to talk about these uh, um, these uh, I don't know I don't know if you want to call them fringe, but uh, these kind of extreme lifestyle choices that they get into. You know, yeah, I think extreme lifestyle choices is a uh, is probably a good uh, uh, the best descriptor for it. You know, which is cool. I mean, it takes it takes a lot of effort to uh, to get into doing that sort of thing and uh, to maintain it and be faithful to it. So uh, you know, good on that. So, but uh, I like my meat. I like uh, I like my steak rare. You know, I like to uh, I like to hunt. You know? Wow! You went so. from so wait. You went from <laughs> vegetarian to vegan to liking your steak rare. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah, I mean, I'll eat it raw. I mean, I have. Uh, I don't know if you've ever had. Uh, you know, um, like uh, steak tartare. tartare. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god, beef tartare. I uh -huh. so if you ever find yourself. Uh, actually, they didn't have it last time, but I don't know. Um, if you ever find yourself in San Francisco, you got to go to the Fairmont Hotel, go to the Lobby Bar Lounge, and it get the beef tartare. It comes with a quail egg. Oh, my God. It's so oh, good. good. It's yeah. so good. Um, when my wife and I were in uh, Montreal for her um, <clears throat> immigration interview uh, when she was getting her green card to come to the U.S., uh, Montreal is apparently the only place that they do this in Canada anymore. They don't have any other consulates in Canada that do immigration interviews for uh, uh, Canadian immigrants to the United States. So really? A, yeah, weird, right? It's still a little fun fact, but uh, that's the only one, the only place to do it anymore. Which is fine because it's it's a not that far and also a really cool city. So, and I've right. got a, a good friend of mine that uh, that lives there. Um, so. He was able to recommend a few places for us. So we went to this uh, really cool French restaurant in uh, Old Town, uh, Montreal. And uh, that's one of the uh, uh, appetizers we got was the steak tartare, the little quail egg in it. It was just, uh, oh, we got the escargot and, uh, oh man, I just, uh, the meal there was just fantastic. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll say this. I'm 
I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. I love, I love that. But I, I like, I like when I get a steak, it'll be like medium, you know, a nice little like pinkish red in the, in the, in the center, uh, you know, cooked on the outside. Love it. Yeah. That's, half, that's yeah. halfway to ruined. <laughs> yeah. True. True. I'm just kidding. Yeah. As long as you get that good sear on the outside, you still, it's still nice and a little, at least a little bit pink on the inside so that yeah. it's not, it's not gummy and tough and like, right. You know, that's, falling, that's the thing. Falling apart, I, you know, I like, I like when it just like, it's, it's, it's perfect between that gumminess and the, the toughness. I like it's right in between there because I find if it's raw, it's a little too chewy for me. Mm -hmm. um and then if it's yeah. if it's overcooked it's just like you know chewing on bark you know yeah it depends on the cut too you know uh if you've got a cheap cut or if you've got a cut that's got a a, a lot of like deep marbling in it uh sometimes you need that extra heat to to render that uh that marbling down and if it's a cheaper cut then you need to cook it a little bit longer too to uh uh, to break up that connective tissue so it's not so tough. So there's different ways that you need to cook different uh, different cuts of meat. So you need to have a, a really, you know, a good piece of steak if you're going to have it rare. Um, you can't do that with like uh, even like a sirloin or anything like that. It's it's gonna it, it's not going to be super enjoyable, um, you know. But if you've got a, a really nice, um, you know, a, a ribeye is my favorite. You know, uh, or a porterhouse, something like that. Uh, filet, definitely a filet, uh, is perfect to have rare or medium rare. Yeah, like I, I so I, I had uh, so being in Miami for so long, you go to these, you know, nice restaurants once in a while, and I went to Prime One Twelve, which is a great steakhouse in Miami. Uh, and I had the Japanese uh, Kobe beef. Oh, nice. Uh, filet. Was it actually Japanese Kobe beef or was it the American yeah. version? No, no, no. It was Japanese. Oh, and man. and and they charge $35 per ounce and the minimum mm -hmm. is two ounces. So my buddy and I were like, all right, we're going to fucking do this. And uh, and we're, we're there with like six people. So him and I order that and we both ordered three ounces because we're like <laughs> – you know, like, right, like, go big or go home, right? Yeah, but we're like three three ounces is like is yeah, I guess it's not that big. It's yeah, nothing. I mean, it's still hundred dollars though. It's crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I was like, all right, three ounces. We're gonna do this. So I do it, and um, it was honestly the most amazing steak I've ever had. It was so it like melted in your mouth, and then because obviously three ounces doesn't fill you up uh we were sitting there and you know we had some sides and shit with you know the table and a, a girl had a 12 ounce filet and she, that was you know that was like 50 60 bucks or whatever so yeah. she got that and she finished half of it and we're like me and him both look at each other and we're like hey uh you gonna finish that <laughs> and she's like no so we're like all right we'll take it and then when I split it, so we, we had an additional three ounces. <laughs> and and that filet, it felt like it was so tough. I to bet chew. it felt like a sneaker after. Oh, after it was it was crazy. It was honestly, I, I was like, this can't be that good. Oh my god, Chris, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Do you like to cook? I love to cook. I, I, I noticed I noticed uh, in your your posts uh, recently you, you had some you know cooking things and uh, I I do like to cook. I'm not I'm not a great you know chef or anything, but uh, I have some meals that I like to cook. 
Uh, I don't cook often though, because it's usually my wife is working. The kids don't eat what I eat. So I'm not one to cook for one. I did that for shit like 20 years. Right. So, so when my wife is home, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll cook very, very, very seldomly, but you know, once in a while. And then my, like, I'm more of a griller. I love to grill. So like, if we got any grilling, I do that, you know? Uh, yeah. but my wife, she cooks like amazing. You know, she, uh, my, so my wife is, uh, I think, I don't know if we talked about it. She's Vietnamese and Laotian. Yeah, uh, yeah, so we did talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she cooks like she made pho. She, uh, she, she does a lot of sticky rice with like ribs and egg rolls and, you know, like Vietnamese egg rolls type things. It's, it's so good. It's so good. So- being from Southeast Asia, she she must like spicy food, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have food. to, um, you know, later on uh, after this, um, shoot me your address. I'm gonna send you uh, some of my uh, homemade hot sauces. Um, oh really? Yeah, because last year I grew um, Carolina Reapers, uh, Trinidad Scorpions, Ghost Peppers. Uh, oh I, shit! Oh yeah, and I uh, so I jarred some um, some hot sauces. I I, I made some other. Um, bottled hot sauces. I've got some uh, some uh, dehydrated uh, uh, pepper powder that I made. So uh, wow. I've got. Oh yeah, I I, uh, I went uh, I went crazy with it. So a long time ago, my grandfather, my father's father, um, knew an Italian guy, like an older Italian guy, taught him how to make pasta sauce. So like my grandfather and my grandmother's pasta sauce was always fantastic, but. Um, this guy, this old Italian guy had this recipe for canned, uh, hot, like Italian cherry peppers, um, that my grandfather stole and, and started making. So then my grandfather bumped it up a little bit and, and it got a little hotter. Then my father, um, got a hold of this recipe and started canning them as well. Um, uh, but he bumped it up and got them even hotter, started adding habaneros and, you know, all kinds of other stuff to it. Then eventually, my dad had a friend who grew super hot peppers, you know, so uh, he, he, yeah, so he was growing like the, you know, the scorpions and and all that. Um, So then my father died in 2018. And and that fall, uh, I was over there and I found a big bag of these super hots in his chest freezer. And they were the last ones. And I didn't know who this guy was that he was getting them from. So I said, I... I have to take this up. My grandfather did it. My father did it. You know, um, so I have to do it now. So I took those and I made a batch of it and it came out great. But after that, I didn't know where to get them from anymore. So in 2009, last year, I grew all my own. I had 37 pepper plants because anytime I do something, I think I've told you this before. Anytime I do something, I go balls to the walls. Yeah, yeah. On everything. So uh, I went crazy. I probably harvested like 250 pounds of peppers. It's crazy. Anyway, so I've got tons of hot sauce um, that's uh, that's all canned up. I'm happy to send you some. I think you guys would love it. It's delicious. Yeah, I got a few yeah. different kinds I can send you. So between between my wife, too. oh, she she loves that stuff. Between my wife, my dad, and my my mother in law, they love hot stuff. Like, uh, you saw that 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 chip that they have with the Carolina Reaper, like oh, yeah, the, on pa- it? the packy, uh, packy yeah. one chip challenge. Yep. Yeah. So so I. I mean, my wife, my, my dad did it with Jay and a couple other people. Uh, but 
Uh, I wasn't there. And they said they just broke off a little bit and holy shit, it's hot. And then my yeah. wife wants, she wants to do it so bad. She's like, I, I want it. I want a chip. So, so we, uh, we have to, we have to go out and buy a chip, but, uh, I, she would love that. And my, my mother-in-law always makes fun of me cause she makes this like, like chili pepper oil. It's like Ooh. hot pepper oil. Oh, yeah, and you put great. it big. You put it in, um, we, uh, well, my wife will put it in the pho sometimes in her pho. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will only put a little bit of it in my copiac, which is another type of, uh, Vietnamese soup, I believe. And, um, sometimes it's so freaking hot and, and, and she'll see me and she'll be like, Oh, it's not that hot. Settle down. I'm like, it's freaking hot. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's, she's, she's uh, she busts my balls her. all the time. Oh, she busts my balls all the time. It's, it's great. That's, that's hilarious. So I'll, I'll love it. I, I love it. I'm going to send you uh, send, I'll send you a bunch of stuff. Uh, oh yeah. You know, uh, I hope you, hopefully you, uh, you guys will enjoy it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it will, it will be good. Put to good use. <laughs> um, uh, not to get off that topic, but uh, I was talking to Shay, and and I and and you know I saw that you guys go back and forth on uh, on different you know things on on each other's you know Facebook stuff, and I was like, I was like, dude, I didn't, I didn't realize that you uh you you guys knew each other like that. He goes, he goes, yeah. He's like, out of nowhere, you know, one time he commented on on something that I was getting like ripped a new one on, and he's like, no, Shay's always been a good dude, you know, whatever. And then him and I started talking, and we have a lot in common. I was like. No way. I was like, I was like, I honestly, I was like, I think we were friends on, on Facebook. I said, but it was just like, oh, you know, we were acquaintances, you know, I go, mm-hmm. I haven't talked to him since, you know, forever. And, and she's like, yeah, no, one day we just clicked and, you know, we've been, you know, good friends now. Like we chat a lot, you know, on Facebook yeah. and I was like, that's awesome. So it was, it was pretty cool that, you know, it, it, yes. and it just shows you like in different stages, you're going to have different friends, you know, and, and, it, it just because you're not friends with somebody when you're younger doesn't mean it's you know when you get older it's it's not going to be uh you know different so i i thought it was pretty cool and and now i mean now you and i we text every so often and and now we're recording you know twice already so this is this is cool i, I I'm, I'm glad that you you mentioned something and that we got to talk <laughs> because this is fun yeah it's 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 really interesting to uh to see how how much people change as they as they get older, you know. And, like I'm not really friends with uh, with too many people that um, uh, that I was really good friends with in high school. There's a few people uh, that I uh, was really good friends with, really close with in high school that I still talk with here and there um, on uh, on Facebook, but but not a ton. You know, there's like uh, this guy Luke Hutchinson and Colin O'Malley, Javis Perez. We were like the uh, um, the, the four musketeers, you know, <laughs> when we were in, uh, in high school, but you know, I haven't seen them, uh, seen them in forever. Uh, oh, and, and speaking of, uh, Shay, uh, Shay, I, I gave Shay a, a can of those peppers. So you can always ask him how they, were. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. Yeah. He, he used them in something, but uh, it's just interesting to see how much people change, you know, uh, you know, as we get, uh, as we get older and we uh, grow apart from the people that we used to be really close with and, uh, we can, uh, you know, more closely identify with some people that, you know, maybe we really weren't close with before, um, you know, and, it, you know, you get so far away from the click, uh, the clickish nature of, of being a teenager and, and having to belong to one particular group or another, although you were never really, uh, and Shay wasn't either, uh, one of those uh, kinds of people where you just had your click and that that's who you were. Um, you know, you, you always seem to really get along with a, a, 
a wide uh, array of uh, array of people, and uh, and so did Shay. Um, I just, uh, you know, I had such a shell around me all the time when I was in school. I was very unsure of myself. I didn't have a lot of uh, confidence, so I, I just I didn't really branch out very much. And um, you know, I, I credit you know having a career in sales. I, I had to figure out how to be um, more outgoing and, and confident in order to be successful. So. Uh, now I can really identify with a, a wide variety of people, and it's it's really opened me up to having great conversations with people like you uh, or Shay or you know a lot of other people that you know I, I may not have otherwise had the, the chance. To. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. No, cool. I, I agree, and and that was that was one thing that that I you know I'm I'm trying to stress to you know my my stepkids is like, listen, don't try to pigeonhole yourself. Like they like. My youngest, especially, seems to be you know very popular. My oldest seems to be very popular with the females. My youngest is just like everybody's best friend. Everybody wants to you know hang out with him. So I was like, you know, don't pigeonhole yourself with just one group. You know, like I I, I definitely you know thought of that. Like not actively in high school, but looking back, I'm like, man, I had so many different groups of friends. You know, I was in student union, so I had those group. I had. Um, I, I played hockey. I, you know, so I had, I had a bunch of like, you know, jock friends. I should, you know, I guess you can call them. I, I was, you know, president of the concert choir. So I had those friends and what was really neat. And especially in our school, like most of the jocks were actually singers in, in the choir, which was kind of cool. So it was, there was no like, you know, Oh, you're so nerdy for doing this. It was, it was just all, you know, a hodgepodge. And then you had friends from the neighborhood and that's how Shay and I really became, you know, best friends is, uh, we went to school together and he lived literally across the street, you know? So it what was, street did you, what street did you guys grow up on? I don't remember. I grew up on William street and he grew up on okay. uh, arrow trail okay. or hidden, so you, hidden, hidden trail. Sorry. Yeah. So you guys were like kind of far away from me. I grew up in that neighborhood right across from uh, the high school. So there was oh, like uh, okay, Pleasant yeah. Avenue. That, yep. uh, like if you went right across uh, central, there was that, uh, that neighborhood that had the fence around it. The development across the street, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we were, yeah, we were definitely further away. We were all the way on the other side of town, but yeah. that's, I mean, that's, that's really how, how it all, all, all came in. And then Jay, our Katie, he, him and I became best friends in second grade as well. Um, and you know, him and I, like he's, he's, he's actually over my parents' house right now, helping them paint, um, molding because they're <laughs> they got a new floor put in and he has to paint the molding with them so he's he's phenomenal he's he's one of the best people you've ever met well it's great of him to uh to do that maybe uh if he wants to uh come over here <laughs> when he's when he's done over there I, I'm, I'm happy to have him absolutely absolutely <laughs> <laughs> but no um what i was gonna say is uh with with you uh, traveling uh, so much, we, we we started talking before this about your your travel rewards, and you uh, you were like, "Yep, not a big deal," but uh, I, I am becoming <laughs> uh, a gold member at uh, American Airlines, and uh, you're like, "So, you know, recognize." And uh, I I had to pull out the Trump card. No <laughs> no sure pun intended did. there. I had to pull out the Trump yeah. card. I was like. I've been executive platinum for eight years now. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I really, uh, I really stepped a, on my dick with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a million mile member with them. I, uh, I, I love, I love American Airlines. Um, you know, not to, 
not to brag, but uh, they are one. I, I, in my opinion, they are the best. Uh, their their services second to none. Now, my buddy will argue that Delta is better. Uh, maybe it is, but I I have stuck with American now for a while, and I I love it. And I'm glad that you are part of the American Airlines family. <laughs> what I can tell what I can tell you about American is that um, I have had very few. Uh, flight delays with American, uh, but I cannot say the same with uh, with Delta um, and United. Uh, oh wow! Other, okay. Yeah. So uh, that's one of the reasons why I like uh, you know uh, American is everything runs on time. I've had a lot of flight delays with uh, with Delta and United, and you know I just I don't like sitting on the tarmac for thirty minutes. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, I agree with you. I, what's, what's, what's so, what's, what's funny to me is, uh, with American, I had a little struggle with them at the beginning. So I, I stopped flying them for a year and then I went back and it seemed like they kind of revamped some things mm. and now they're, they're great. Now, don't get me wrong. People that are listening to this are going to be like, Oh, I had a shitty experience with American. I'm telling you, I have amazing experiences with American because of my status, right? When flights are delayed or flights are canceled, you know, as an executive platinum, they treat you very well. Oh yeah. No matter what they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're taking care of you. You're, you know, I have my own phone number. I call for an executive platinum. You're not waiting on hold forever. You get a person almost 95% of the time I get directly to a person. I don't, there's no wait. Um, even in like a crazy snowstorm, you know, there's no wait. I'm, I'm getting connected to somebody. Uh, and what's even better is a lot of times they have already booked me on something. I was before I even walk off the plane, they already have booked me on another flight. And then if I want to change it, I call up and call and tell them, and they say, change it for me. Uh, but yeah, wow. they are they they treat they treat their elite members very very well. And mm-hmm. it sounds it sounds very douchey to say it. I know that, but <laughs> I I'm one of those people though. I, I'm telling you, like I got nervous with this whole like pandemic. And and again, this is gonna sound real douchey, but I wasn't really worried about the virus. I was worried about my status. I was like, wait a minute, I'm not gonna be able to fucking fly. No, it's it, like, come man, on, it, I'm eight years in. Like, I'm if I have to, and, and again, real douchey here. If I have to fly, like in coach, oh, because I get up, forbid. I get I get upgraded for free, right? right if there's yeah. a if there's an open first class seat or business class seat, I get upgraded for free, which is phenomenal. It's a it's a perk of being a loyal customer of theirs and you know listen there's a lot of times i fly coach but what i'm saying is like if i have to fly coach i don't have any perks i don't get pre-boarding i don't get this i don't get that i don't you know all of a sudden i'm like well this sucks i don't want to do this anymore so luckily they went in and they said oh no no no, you guys are all extended until the end of 2021 i was like sweet right yeah, I mean, a, a lot of the rewards programs are doing that. I know that, uh, you know, Marriott uh, did something. I can't remember exactly what they did, but uh, they, they did something. And, yep, they you know, pushed uh, it. They, yeah, because they're, they're all very concerned uh, about keeping their um, their upper tier, um, you know, members happy and, and coming back because this is a dark time for, uh, for hospitality and travel. Oh, I, um, I don't know how they're surviving. You know, uh, most of them aren't. I mean, just, you know, the airlines just had another, you know, what, 10,000 or so layoffs. So it was just last week, I think. Um, Here, here's, here's the thing. I, let me get your take on this. 
All right, and 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 this will this will transition pretty nicely into the next topic here uh, that I I wanted to cover with you. But um, when when we bail out, when we when I say the government bails out the 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 industry, the um, airline industry, instead of just going ahead and saying like, all right, we're just going to give you you know two billion dollars, why don't they go ahead and say every single person in the U.S gets a flight credit for any airline they want to go on of $1,500. Yeah, there was a, an idea floated uh, about doing a travel voucher program as an economic stimulus. And I thought it was a really interesting idea because, number one, it would stimulate the hotels, it would stimulate the uh, restaurants, it would stimulate... Um, the airlines, you know, trains, all the transportation industry, um, and it would give people some kind of uh, a distraction or something to look forward to, um, to, uh, to, to get out of the, the dregs of this, uh, this coronavirus thing, you know? Uh, so I thought it was a great idea, but uh, it, it never came to fruition, maybe because, uh, I mean, obviously we've had a lot of lockdowns and all of that. Um, you know, I, there's not going to be any more lockdowns. I was just having this conversation today. You know, there, there's no political will to have any more lockdowns. It's political suicide for any governor across the country to do any like serious, serious lockdown like we had back in like March, April. Right. So it's just not going to happen. So I think now would be a really great time to go ahead and just do that because we can, for the most part, move relatively freely. So you know, why not give people the ability to have a nice, uh, you know, uh, winter uh, getaway down to, you know, um, you know, down to Southern California or, you know, uh, Arizona or Florida, Georgia, you know, the, the warmer uh, parts. And, you know, maybe people in the uh, in the southern United States want to go to uh, uh, Vermont and go uh, skiing or something like that. You know, there's a lot of things people can do. Uh, and there, if there's one thing that, you know, I, I'm a big economics buff, you know, I, when I was doing my undergrad, uh, I actually wanted one of my majors to be economics, but they didn't have a, a, a good economics program. I was going to have to kind of try to, uh, create my own, uh, major, you know, it's, it's almost like, um, you know, choose your own adventure, only you're paying, uh, thousands of dollars a semester for it. Right. right. Um, so I, I didn't do that, but um, you know, if there's one thing that uh, that I know about economics is that uh, any stimulus that you try to inject into the economy always has a greater multiplier effect the lower in the economic ladder that you inject it to. So if you start at the top, it doesn't have nearly as much of a multiplier effect as it does when you inject it into the bottom. Right. You know, so giving it to these businesses, it's a band aid. It's not a fix. It's not something that's going to restart an engine. You know, so right anyways, because because I, here's here's what happens. No, no, but but here here's what happens is when you go ahead and you give it directly to the company, you are not going ahead and stopping them from laying off anybody. You're not stopping them from going ahead and using it for other things. You're just giving it to them. Exactly. So so for yes. me, uh, when 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 I and and I I believe me, I I had no clue that that was even uh, like tossed out there an idea. But when I thought of that, I was like, dude, if you do that. Think of all the people that are going to stay employed. Think of all the people that are going to travel that haven't traveled in so long. Think of all the people that are going to benefit from this. Like you said, the hotel industry, the the 
the um, tour, tourism, all that will benefit from just giving all Americans $1,200. Like instead of, cause I, I'm, listen, I'm not one to just give handouts. I don't like that. But if you're going to give them money anyways mm-hmm. to the airlines, why don't you just go ahead and give it to the people to invest in the airlines? It's not good for anything else. And it's only good for American, um, not American Airlines, <laughs> but American uh, 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 United States airline uh, yeah. companies. It, you know, this way, this way, you're not like flying Qatar or something like that, and be like, "Yeah, right. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm helping out the economy." No, like, yeah, I think out, the us. idea that was floated was it was strictly for domestic travel. Uh, but think about this too. So, you know, if you give to the companies, uh, like you said, it doesn't stop them from from doing any any layoffs. In fact. Um, you can go back uh, historically and see many, many times where lots and lots of money was given out in corporate welfare uh, only for those companies to go ahead and, and lay the people off anyway, right? So if you, if you do it from the bottom-up style, uh, not only do you, uh, you give um, the, that, that, that stimulus is very targeted, it has to be spent in that way. So it's going to where you want it to go. Uh, and because it's being spent on actual services, those people have to stay employed, but think about how hard those companies would compete for those dollars. Think about all of the interesting and innovative ideas they would come up with, all of the really cool um, concepts they would come up with for, um, you know, getaway vacations. You know, it would spur it would spur this entire new concept of getaways. You know, Absolutely, I, I think I think would have been really really interesting. You know, anytime you force companies to compete, you know, uh, for uh, for the financial resources of the customers, um, you're going to get great results from that. Uh, I mean, you're going to get some losers, too, but you're going to in- invariably get some really awesome, new, fresh ideas. And I think it's, it's just a, a really lost opportunity, you know. I, I, I agree. I agree 100 percent. I love that. Um, <clears throat> now, uh, how how I transitioned that was we went from travel industry into politics, <laughs> and if I if I recall correctly, I remember seeing. And again, you can always say, "Eh, I prefer not to talk about it," but I feel like because I'm I'm not one to I I really don't share my particular politics because. I just find that too many people will either be, oh, yeah, I totally agree, or, oh, I can't believe that. And I, to me, I don't really care what anybody's politics are. I care about what you do as a human. If you treat me well, I'll treat you even better. If you treat me like shit, I'm going to treat you even worse. You know, <laughs> like right. that's the way I look at it. Um, I don't care, you know, if you like one person or not. So, uh, that's just my take. But when I was, uh, you know, just browsing through, uh, you know, Facebook and whatnot, I, I do see you. You tend to, uh, you know, leave some political uh, posts. <laughs> yeah. And and every, I was every, just, every once in a while, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, well, I was more than I was once just, in a while. Yeah. yeah, I was just I was just curious. I mean, and but it's it's funny because the way I look at it. I, I, I look at it and I say, oh, okay, so he, he leans left for sure. 
But then, you know, you do post some things like that, 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 that share Coke with Hunter. I thought that was hilarious. Oh, I was, yeah. like, I was yeah. like, that is definitely not something somebody on the left would post. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I, I get I get so, uh, so hated on both sides because so like I'll post something about, um, you know, uh, you know, gay rights and, and trans rights and, and human rights <laughs> and uh you know, I feel uh, very strongly about the fact that uh, I think that uh, we're, we're dangerously close to living in an extremely oppressive police state right now uh, that's been uh, precipitated pretty steadily uh, over the last um, several decades. But, um, you know, with uh, uh, the escalation of uh, police militarization, but especially since 9-11. Uh, and I've got a, my whole spiel about how I think that the uh, honestly, the terrorists won on 9-11 because uh, we have completely destroyed ourselves as a country as a direct result of what happened then and the policies that have stemmed out of that. So I'll talk about a lot of this stuff and I get the lefties, uh, you know, that are all like, yeah, yeah, awesome, you know, blah, blah, blah you know, civil rights and, uh, you know, and uh, I'm, you know, I, in, in some respects, I'm a big fan of the, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, although I think it's been co-opted by some bad actors in, in, in a lot of ways. So it's, it's kind of a very, even for me, it's uh, somewhat of a controversy uh, on how I feel about it. I've got some ambivalence there. Um, but, you know, I talk about things like that and in uh, trans rights and all that sort of thing. So I get the lefties that, uh, that love that. Uh, but then, you know, I'll say something like, uh, I think you should be able to own a tank and, and a grenade launcher. And, uh, and I, if you own a business, you should be able to deny service for, uh, to anybody that you don't want to do business with for any reason, um, and, or no reason at all. If you just don't like their face, you should be able to say, get the hell out of my face. Uh, and, and have no other conversation about it because it's your private business. You know, I believe in absolute individual rights and liberties, uh, and no bones about it. That is it. The, anti the, the antithesis of that is what seems to be happening now, where we've got folks on the right and folks on the left that want to impose their will and their version of morality on everybody else. We've got the religious right on the Republican side. You know, they just uh, put this uh, Amy Coney Barrett in, uh, in the Supreme Court, and she's in this Catholic cult. Um, and then uh, we've got the, uh, the extreme liberals on the... Uh, on the left side that, uh, that want, uh, everybody to, uh, to apologize for everything all the time and not be able to have, uh, a controversial opinion. You know what? If somebody wants to be racist, I would rather they were racist loud so that we can shun them from society. And if somebody owns a business and they're racist or they're sexist or they're, you know, uh, misogynistic or they're, uh, or they hate gay people and they don't want to make cakes, you know what? let them have that right to do that so then we can know that those people are there and then we can vote with our dollars. Right. You know? Right. Well, and here's, here's something, something very interesting. And I, I don't know, I, but I followed that a little bit um, with the, the whole cake making thing. Did you know that that couple went to multiple different cake stores and they own like before they got to that one and every single one yeah. of them said, yes, we'll make your cake. And then they got to one that said no. And then they went ahead and, and pursued, you know, the me. But like for me, like that seems a little outrageous. Like we, we need to stop the, I got you moments. And yep. we just need yeah. to there's, a, there's a lot of engineered controversy now. There's a lot of engineered. Oh outrage. my God. So much. Um, 
You know, and honestly, as much as I absolutely can't stand Donald Trump, I cannot stand him. But I, before I people turn this off, <laughs> um, I also uh, think that uh, that Joe Biden uh, is well. First of all, he's not going to be the president if if he gets elected. Uh, Kamala Harris is going to be the president if Joe Biden. Hundred percent. Let's just be honest. Hundred percent. Um, because uh, Joe Biden, um, you know, uh, psychologically is not there, you know, or cognitively speaking, he's he's a shell of a human being. Um, but he's endlessly flawed. Uh, the Republicans and Democrats are no longer um, actually, you know, if we were talking about, you know, companies having to compete for your dollars, um, the Republicans and Democrats have a, a duopoly on the American political system. They don't have to compete. All they have to do is make the other guy look worse to a certain segment of the population. That's all they have to do. They don't have to have good ideas. They don't have to come up with, uh, with uh, you know, ingenious uh, solutions for modern problems. They don't have to do any of that shit. All they have to do is say, that guy's the devil and we're better and convince a certain segment uh, enough of the population uh, that that's the truth. Well, and and that's and that's kind of what they're that's kind of what they're doing now is you know love love them or hate them you know what what, who Trump is which I will I will say a hundred percent like like I said I don't like to talk about my views because I don't think anybody really cares and 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 whatever but I'll say this there's certain things I do like that he has done right there's and there's a lot of things that I'm like I can't believe he fucking said that you know, put the Twitter down type deal where I'm just like, you're an asshole. You know, like Trump as a human yeah. being, probably not the best guy. Right. But Trump as the president putting America first, you know, and, and certain things I do agree with, you know, I mean, I think that you might even agree with that because it, it seems like you have the mentality of America first. And and I'm actually going to ask you a question in, in, in like two minutes after I, I go on about this, um, just to get an idea. But uh, the way I look at it is every single thing that Trump uh, does is, is negative in, you know, Joe Biden's eyes, Kamala Harris's eyes and everything else like that. And then everything that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris do, uh, you have Trump saying, well, that's no good. That's no good. So it, like you said, it's just, you know, pointing fingers saying, well, they're no good. Vote for me. And then the other says, oh, uh, they're no good. Vote for me. There's yeah. nothing about them that you know, stands out and says like, Oh, I'm, I'm the best, you know, candidate for this. And this is why that's my, you know, these, these, these debates are so terrible. So terrible. I, ref- I absolutely refused to watch either of them. Uh, I, I didn't watch, uh, you know, I, I haven't watched any of the debates because frankly, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I didn't vote for either of them. I've already voted uh-huh. and I voted for a presidential candidate and I did not vote for either of them. I voted for the libertarian candidate, Joe Jorgensen. Yeah. And I know she's got not a snowball's chance in hell, but I was a registered Democrat for 18 years and I could not stand to be so anymore. And I changed my registration to libertarian uh, a couple of months ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I've, I've been, I've since day one, since I think we registered in like, you know, pig class, right. Participation in government. I think that's when mm-hmm. we registered to vote. I, I vote or I've always been an independent and I just vote based off of the person I see fit. Now. Yes. I screw myself out of the, you know, the, the, the was the primaries, I believe um, where I can't vote for a Democrat, you know, to get right. into the ballot, but yeah. I, I, I don't really care. I, for me, I vote based off of who I think is going to benefit me. And, and I, I said this before on a podcast, I think with 
my buddy Falcon or Jim, I don't remember, but it's all about me. And, and, and if you don't vote based off of you, that's shame on you, man. Like I, I vote based on what is going to benefit me. I'm not going to go ahead and say, well, I'm a great person. I'm going to vote for whatever everybody else, you know, whatever everybody else benefits from. No, if, pardon me, if, if, if it doesn't benefit me in any way, shape or form first, then I'm, I'm, I'm looking, okay, what does benefit me? And, and I, I have that mentality and, and I right or wrong, you know, and I apologize if, if I'm offending anybody, but I don't, I don't care. You know, it's, it's me first. So I, I take care of myself mentally, physically, everything else. Then I go ahead. I take care of my family. Then I branch out. I take care of my extended family. Then I branch out. I take care of my community. Right. Uh, I, I love the state, the saying, uh, vote locally or no, I'm sorry. It's act locally vote. I don't know. Shit. Now I can't remember the saying. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's think locally, act globally, or maybe it's the other think way Think globally, act locally. Or yes. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I, I, we have, we eventually, <laughs> we eventually got to it. I was such a moron. Uh, <laughs> Don't take your voting advice from me, people. Uh, no, but I, like that's that's my mentality. So so the question I'm going to ask you is is a question that my buddy asked me on on a, a podcast that him and I had that we didn't even publish. <laughs> uh, we just sent it to local friends and 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 you know got what they thought of it. But if if you could save one child, there's a child in India and there's a child in Dallas. All right, you will never meet this child. But if you could save one of those two kids, who would you save? Oh man, that that would be it's an impossible choice, you know. I mean, it's it's an impossible choice because uh, every uh, every child in the uh, in the world has uh, the uh, the equal uh, potential, um, you know, of everything that's uh, that's in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um and and honestly I'm not uh, I'm not an American maximalist. Mm-hmm. Uh I've done uh, a lot of international travel and I am not somebody that would say that the United States is the best country in the world. I don't think there is a best country in the world. I think that the United States has some awesome things going for it. Um, but I think that uh, Spain has some awesome things going for it. Italy has some awesome things going for it. And Greece has some great things going for it. And, uh, you know, a lot of countries have a lot of really great things going for it. Now, um, it, are there other places in the world that I would rather live? Um, that's a, a, a much more difficult question. Um, I have thought uh, a lot about the possibility of moving to Canada. I think that there are some things in Canada that I like more than the United States, and there's some things that I like less uh, there than the United States. And I do have a, a legal right to uh, to gain um, a permanent resident status in Canada should I choose to get it because my wife is a Canadian citizen and my daughter is a dual citizen. Oh, nice. So, um, you know... It's just, I, I think that um, one of the problems that we have in this country is that because it's such a large country and we only have two other countries that we share land borders with, 
Um, and we don't necessarily look outside of ourselves very often. And we do a lot less international travel than other countries do. We have a very insular understanding of the world. And many, so many Americans never venture outside the borders of the United States um, to see what the rest of the world is really like. You know, they take the word for it of uh, their, their favorite celebrities or their favorite, uh, you know, political personalities or talking heads that, uh, you know, that there are these, quotes shithole countries out there uh, to not to, you know, name a uh, specific <laughs> person that said anything. But I think that we know who I'm, I'm quoting. Um, but then there's, you know, people that say that the United States is a, a you know, in, a, in and of itself a shithole country, which I also don't believe. I think that, you know, this country has so many great things going for it. Um, and uh, but there are a lot of things to love about a lot of other places on Earth. And I think that is the biggest shame of American insular, the uh, insular um, culture that we have here is that so many people don't appreciate what the rest of the world has to offer. So I, um, and- I, I, let me just chime in there. I agree with you when it comes to that. There are other places that are awesome. Uh, you know, Italy, Germany, you know, um, uh, Austria was, was amazing. I've been there. That was, that was phenomenal. Um, I haven't been to Spain, but I, dude, I, I can't wait to go to Spain. Um, <clears throat> so I agree with you. Every single place has its own, you know, greatness to it. The, the thing that I, the, the mentality that I have is you can't help others until you have your shit together. Right. And I, this is, I, I, listen, I, I truly believe this in my personal life, not, not only on a government level, on a you know country level or anything else like that. I believe that on my own personal life, if you don't have your shit together, then you can't go ahead and help somebody else or tell somebody else how to live their life, which that's why I'm more focused on taking care of, you know, my, my inner circle first. Right. So like, I, I, I always, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people that you can't, you know, can't throw stones, you know, at, at a glass or from a glass house or whatever that, that saying is I'm terrible at sayings today, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but, but you, you know what I'm saying is like, for me, I think, and, and, and to go back to that question, I, I would have said, you know, the Dallas uh, child, because we need to take care of people here first. Like it bothers me that we want to help out the entire world, but we can't even take care of our own citizens. How many homeless people are out there? How many, how many veterans are out there homeless too? You know, so like that shit bothers me. Like, why can't we get, we're supposed to be this amazing country, uh, you know, and, 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 and great at everything, which I agree with you. We're not, we are definitely flawed, but we're pretty damn good, you know. So, like, when people say, "like, oh, I can't believe this," we're 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 you know we're going downhill, and this is not, and 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 being negative about it, I still think that we are one hell of a country to live in. You know, we we allow you to disagree so much with our president that you can you know go on the news, call him an asshole, or or, or do whatever you want. Let or, you know, short of 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 something you know drastic, and it's okay. If you did that in, in, in you know, I, I was talking to my sister-in-law who lives in Laos. If you did that in Laos, you just would be gone. 
Oh yeah, you and your entire family, they would just disappear. So you, so you like let's put <laughs> nobody would know what right. happened. Here. You know, like and, and if you think yeah. if you think you're gonna riot or loot anywhere there, you're dead wrong. You know, like so let's let's yeah, put but- things into perspective that life isn't that bad here. And you only have to work, wait four more years before you are able to go ahead and and try to you know vote that person out. And if you don't if you don't succeed, you have to wait another four years. But just be patient. You know, I'm I'm sick of the 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 constant back and forth. Like let's just let it play out. There's nothing you can do, and and move on. You know, like I'm I'm worried, and this is this is just me. But I'm worried that if Biden wins. Same thing that you said is going to happen. That Kamala Harris is going to be the president because they're going to. I, I, I even think that the Democrats will go ahead and say he's not fit for office, <laughs> and yeah. and and that 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 scares me a little bit. Is like, well, then why didn't you have? No, he'll he'll be he'll be even more of a puppet president than uh, George W. Bush. <laughs> I mean, everybody knows if you don't know yet that George W. Bush was a puppet of Dick Cheney, then uh, you need to pick your head. Out of your ass. No, I, I, I've, I've, I've seen and, a bunch and, of stuff that on, on that yeah. specific um, topic. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of that. Yes. I, I did. I to believe know, it or not, I did not know that. And then when you, you know, when you see, like, I forget what the movie was. It might have been W. Um, uh, there was Vice. Vice. Uh, was uh, yes. a, a recent one yes. that was exceptional. Exceptional. And and if and and um, now here's here's me. You know, because I didn't do any studying on that topic. But if there's any truth, like even a half of what was in that movie is true, then holy shit, yes, you are 100% correct. Oh, all of that was very well documented. Yeah, so I mean... Basically, none of none of that was, was hearsay. It's, it's all extremely well documented. Yeah. I mean, it's just... It, um, it, it's it's mind-blowing the, the amount of information that they, they did there, you know, for that topic. I was yeah. like, holy shit. <laughs> But uh, I mean, the Biden Biden will make uh, uh, you know um, George W. look like uh, uh, a lucid, uh, talented uh, you know order and politician. He's he'd, he'd make uh, George W. look like fucking FDR uh, because uh, uh, Biden is he's sundowning, you know. And I don't care who listening to this that uh, you know loves. Uh, uh, Joe Biden, you know, I, I'm sorry to say it, but he is not cognitively not there. And Kamala Harris is going to be the president if he wins. And I have some serious problems with Kamala Harris, you know, as a, uh, you know, like I said, I'm, uh, you know, a registered libertarian. And one of the things that goes along with that is, uh, you know, I don't believe in prohibition uh, against anything. We see how prohibition worked with alcohol. Uh, it's working equally as good in the war on drugs. All it does is create criminal enterprise and makes uh, uh, criminals out of addicts. I, I you mean, I, I, I agree. I, I, and, uh, I'm not big into drugs. I've, I, you know, I've never really um, experimented with them. I've always wanted to, you know, get into like the FBI or DEA or CIA, and so I was like, I never want to do drugs. And then it just, you know, it passed me by. Um, you know, I have I. Well, you're not missing a whole right. lot. Have, have I have I had an edible, you know, in in recent years when it became legal in certain states? Yeah, I, I tried it, and to me, it wasn't really that amazing. So, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not. 
they're against it. I just, I just think you're right. I, people should be able to make their own decisions. But in the same sense, and yeah. this is going to be pretty controversial. I don't think that we should be big brother or, or mommy or daddy and help you with your addiction unless you are truly getting off of it. And that's, that, that might be, you know, a, a bad thing to say, but I don't think that, you know, we should have to, to, you know, help everybody and their mother if they're going to make poor decisions. Now, is there something that we should do for the first time, you know, first time offenders like, you know, yeah, but to go ahead and, and, and have, you know, people that are dependent on drugs on our payroll as, 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 as a government. No, I don't think that's, that's fair. Yeah, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. So there, there's two separate issues here. So there, there's the, uh, the criminalization of, uh, of substances, right? So I am fundamentally against that because I think, uh, adults should be able to do uh, whatever adults want to do as long as they're not harming other people. Agreed. You know, one of the problem one of the problems I have with Kamala Harris is that she loves putting poor people in jail uh, for petty drug offenses. She loves locking them away and throwing away the key. And I have a serious problem with her. You want police reform? That's um, the wrong person to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, let's let's let's, let's call a spade a spade, right? Like that's the wrong person to do mm-hmm. it if you want police reform because she was like brutal from what I understand. If you if you ever I mean, I'm sure you have, but with the Innocence Project, I mean, she mm-hmm. was literally like hiding things. Oh yeah, she was. She was uh, purposely obfuscating and hiding evidence until people were dead. Like, does that not bother literally, anybody she, else? She cost people their lives that were possibly innocent, and would not allow their. Uh, their evidence to be brought to light and they were on death row and they were uh, um, put to death uh, when they, there were, there was possibly exonerating evidence that wasn't even allowed to be examined by the courts. That is absolute, absolutely an abortion of justice. It's terrible. And the, the, the fact that people will, um, will, will bury that and look past it or not even look at it uh, at all just so that they can, uh, you know, uh, feel good about, you know, voting for her. You know, I think she was a cheap choice because she is a, a woman of color, you know, and I think that that strikes a lot of great chords for people. And I would love to see a woman of color in the, in the White House. I really would because I, you know, I think that uh, this country, especially, you know, I'm sorry, after the last four years um, has, I mean, we, 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 had uh, of you know uh, President Obama in in the White House. I have my own problems with him as a president, uh, which we don't need to get into. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, uh, that could be a whole other episode about uh, the Obama years and you know what I liked about him and and what I thought that uh, he uh, uh, <laughs> he uh, he messed up uh, royally, <laughs> Pfizer. Um, but <laughs> um. You know, we have swung entirely the other way racially in this country. You know, we're we're on the verge of like a race. We, and, you know, and that and that wasn't like that's that's what bothers me too. Is like I, I I don't have I don't have any problems. I mean, I personally I don't have any problems with Obama. Like I I didn't care for him. I didn't I didn't care against him. I, I was I was happy that he got president. You know, I voted for him the first time. Um, and and then I I was I was uh you know like eh, I don't know now. 
You know, his, I, I, I wasn't I wasn't impressed. Like I didn't feel he accomplished much. Uh, and then you know, y- you see that the race war or the race, um, yeah, war almost started in his years. Really, like we were very united under George W. And I think it was because of nine eleven and all that that happened. And he kind of you know indirectly. He he was he was responsible for a lot of that, uh, bringing the country back together. Um, then you know, all of a sudden, you know, I, I I was I was super happy. You know, black president. I think you know we're progressing, and then all of a sudden, you know, the the the, the police are are villainized, and 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 it, it hits home because I have a lot of friends that are police officers, um, locally, federally. So. It, it kind of bothers me when people just say like, oh, the police are evil. Like, no, I mean, the people that I know that are police officers are friggin' fantastic people and people that are family people, people that would put their life on the line for any one of you out there. And, you know, to be villainized like that, it, it's not fair. And, and, and I think it's the same way as when people go ahead and say, you know, the protests were mostly peaceful. Well, yeah, you know, if you're going to say that all police officers are bad, then you're going to go ahead and say all protesters are bad because if they didn't stop the people from breaking that window and doing that sort of thing, you know, they're they're no better, right? Than the police officer that didn't stop somebody from doing that chokehold or you know putting their knee on the guy's back, things like that. And believe me, there is no excuse for police brutality. Um, you know, there's no excuse for that. I have family members who have been on the wrong side of that for a simple like bar issue they got kicked out and then got lumped up by police officers and like lumped up bad so like i i i'm I'm on both sides there but I, i i just think that you know the villainization of of law enforcement is crazy like we need to look take a good hard look at who we are as society members and say hey if somebody of like somebody in law enforcement asks you to do something, just fucking do it. Like I get pulled over. I right away, you know, I put my hands to intent. I turn down the music. I take off my sunglasses. I roll down the, the window. I turn off my car so that there is zero threat. And I don't get snippy with you. I, I, yes, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. You know, like I'm very polite about it. Even if I'm like, what the fuck did I get pulled over for? And, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I, I hear you because uh, I mean, I'm the, I'm the same way if I, if I ever get pulled over. But here's, here's my perspective on it. Yes, right? because what you see is this uh, um, disrespect of, of law enforcement, which objectively is happening. Okay, I just want to say that up front. Yeah. Uh, there is a huge backlash against law enforcement. But if I take the step back, right, and we look at it from a forty thousand foot view starting on September 11, 2001. Okay. What we saw was this huge galvanization of the United States rallying around uh, first responders and law enforcement. And we lionized law enforcement as these godlike heroes. And we began this trend of law enforcement worship. And law enforcement took that and ran with it. And what we ended up with were uh, more and more militarized uh, law enforcement agencies 
that seem to have, you know, if you just, you know, with a, with a, a hand wavy uh, excuses that, uh, well, they had, well, they, we've got reasons why we need, you know, tanks and, and armored vehicles and, uh, you, know, um, you know, military uh, weaponry and all that. You know, they, they had excuses as to why they needed that. But what we ended up with was we, we put law enforcement up on this pedestal uh, as though they were infallible, uh, as though they, uh, they could not be held to account because anything that they did must have been justified at the time. And as we always know, the pendulum always swings back the other way. So law enforcement began to act with more and more and more impunity over time. And because they became more and more militarized, they, uh, they reacted to situations more immediately uh, with, uh, with extreme violence. And due to the nature of media in, uh, in our country and really in the world, those acts of violence, while they might be in the minority of interactions with the police, not even might, they are in the minority of, of interactions with the police. The vast majority of interactions with the police are entirely peaceful and don't end up with anybody dying. Um, the, the incidents got worse and worse and worse and became more and more publicized. And it clashed so much. There was uh, this cognitive dissonance that started to occur, occur between this pedestal that we had them up on and these actions that we saw them you know, doing on these YouTube videos um, and the stories that we were reading uh, in the media um, that that is what has caused this uh, this problem that we have now where we have this, uh, this ultra-militarized um, uh, police force and then we have the, uh, the all cops are bastards, um, you know, people on the, uh, on the left and then we have the thin blue road, thin blue line on the right, and uh, never the twain shall meet. Right. You know, we it's it's just it's only become more of a uh, of a source of uh, of division in our country. So I mean, that's my diagnosis of what the uh, the root of the problem was, where it came from, and why it got so bad. You know, it was a, a natural reaction to what happened on nine eleven, and that's why I say that. It was a slow bleed. It was a slow bleed, but the terrorists destroyed this country. They killed the United States, but it took 20 years. We are not what we were 20 years ago. Not even close. This country's at its, at its own throat. Yeah. The populace in this country is destroying itself. We're eating our own. Uh, and we, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the fix is, but, uh, it's uh, it's hard to watch. I, well, I will say I will say I, I do agree with some of that that you said, and and I mean we we have what's what's really cool, and I think what's I I can't really see you, but what I think you and I both agree with is we're okay to have different opinions, and we're not going to be like oh fucking asshole, right? Like we're like you have your opinion, I have my opinion. I agree with most of the, the things that you said, and I I mean I would. I, I mean, most of it, but I, I, I look at it and I say, we just because we aren't what we were 20 years ago, and yes, there have been militarization of the police, um, doesn't mean that we can't go back, 
or not not even back, but we can't improve, right? We can go ahead and still have that militarization of the police if shit happens, right? Because they like I think that what happened is they are so they were so unprepared for certain things. So I think that they're they they went over the 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 of duty and and said, well, we need to be prepared in case more shit happens. So that's why they started, you know, doing that whole militarization of it. And now, do I agree with that? No, that's what you have like the National Guard for and all that. But I do think that you need to be prepared in in some sense. So listen, I agree. I mean, we're not where we were 20 years ago. We we need to go back to that. We need to go back to where we just show respect. Like there's no respect between anybody. And and I, I said it before on another podcast is, you know, Facebook, Instagram has has made people too comfortable. I think Mike Tyson, Mike, Mike Tyson's quote oh, yeah. is like, you know, the Internet has made people too comfortable with saying shit and not getting punched in the face. And and, and, <laughs> yeah, I, I, know, I, know and I, I think that's so true is like. There are people that say shit on the on, on Facebook, Instagram, that if they saw who they were really saying it to in person, they would bow at the fucking knee on their knees and say, like, I never said that. I didn't mean to. And you just want to say, like, you know, don't don't become a keyboard warrior, man. Just you know, be be true to yourself, be true to you know, people, and and that's it. And and I, I just think that that's we've we've lost our, our our moral compass as a, as a country, I think, uh, you know, and not our country. I think the civilians have lost their moral compass and they, they, they need to find it. I, you know, I, I completely agree with you. Uh, you know, I, I really enjoy having conversations like this. And I think that in so many ways, um, being able to have the art of having a conversation is something that's so lost uh, in our in our culture now. Where you know, unless somebody is going to act as an echo chamber for what you believe, uh, you're going to flip out on them, which uh, is not is not conducive. And you know, granted, uh, I I may occasionally uh, have some not great words for people on the internet because. Uh, <laughs> Uh, honestly, it is easier to uh, to say nasty things to uh, to people on the internet, uh, and I fall victim to that uh, to that same thing, you know. And it's uh, it's insidious, and it, uh, it it really tears at me sometimes when I sit and think about it. Um, but well, at, yeah, at least you acknowledge it. That, I mean, that's 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 the first step is just acknowledging it. I mean, listen, somebody actually, Rachel, uh, a guest uh, that has been on our show before, uh, she just posted on her Instagram story that said, "We tend to follow people who agree with us um, or agree with what we what we feel." And she says, "We need to have empathy for people that don't agree with us, and we need to, you know, stop this cancel culture because." I, I don't know what happened to, uh, you know, uh, initiate that post, but I, I couldn't agree more. I, I actually, I, I, I mentioned, I DM'd her. I was like, I was like, I couldn't agree more. Like, this is awesome. This is definitely a, a topic on a future podcast with her and I, and she's like, absolutely. But like, that's the problem is I don't, I purposely don't unfollow people. 
that I'm like, I read and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, like there's, there's times I read something. And I'm like, Oh my God, really? And then, and then it's like, yeah. you know, like, Oh my, like for like somebody, somebody just posted, um, you know, whatever way this, this election goes, can we all just agree to give it four years and then, and then reset and, and, and just take the, the, uh, you know, the, the, the winner as is. And somebody wrote, absolutely not. If Donald Trump wins, um, you know, we need to burn this to the ground. And I'm just like, are you serious? Like, is that, is that really how you feel? Like, come on, you know, like I, 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 I and now you, you said it not politically motivated or maybe it was, and I didn't really catch that, but you said like, yeah, you would love to live in other countries. I, I live, hell, I'd love to live in other countries, you know, not permanently, but I would love to live in, in Italy. I mean, shit, Italy's amazing. I love it there. Well, I never said that I would love to live in other countries. All I said was, are, is there another country that I would prefer to live in than the United States? That's a very difficult question to answer because I've never lived. I mean, okay. So I actually did live in Canada. Um, part-time about half time for about a year. Okay. Right. So I've got a pretty good idea of what it's like to live in Canada. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, but like I said, there's some things that I really do like about Canada, um, uh, over the United States, which I, I don't feel the need to get into. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, there are some things about the United States that I think are, are quite superior to Canada. So it's, you know, it's, it's tough to make that decision. I've, I've, I've lived and grown up, uh, in the United States my entire life, but I would never go so far as to say that this is the best country in the world. I'm not, a, you know, that I'm not, I, I think that's a very naive thing to say. You know, um, I think that, uh, saying I love my country and I think that my country is great and has great things going for it, uh, is a wonderful thing to be able to say. Um, but saying I live in the greatest country in the world is uh, jingoistic and naive um, because you haven't lived in every country in the world. Agreed. And there's no way for you to know that. Agreed. And and the only the only way you could find out is if you travel. And and if you if you have the money to travel, awesome. If you you know if you don't, uh, you know I I don't know what to say. Uh, you know try to. If you, if you don't, um, you know, one of the things that, that most of us have that, you know, is at least a reasonable stand-in for traveling is the internet. Yeah. Uh, and we have the ability to interact with people from all over the world. Ask questions. Talk to people. Engage with people from other countries. Try to understand their, their perspective on things and, the, and their way of life and what's important to them and, and what's different about what, what, where they live. But even more importantly, what's similar? You know, we all share so much more about the human experience um, all across the world than the uh, the differences that we have. Our differences are are uh, the 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 spices. You know, the 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 differences that we have are the uh, the, the seasonings in the uh, uh, in in the the experience of, of humanity. You know, it's it's not the meat and potatoes. Agreed. Agreed. I and and you know you bring up a good point. Like the the internet is a good you know resource. Yeah, you can't travel, but you can find some really cool things, see some real cool sites on the internet, and and utilize that to your advantage. You know, for the time being. But 
I, uh, I, 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 we'll, 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 we'll start wrapping up because we're, we're almost at an hour and a half. <laughs> Time flies. Um, but I, I, man, I talk, I talk for a living. I could, uh, I could go on for four hours. No, and I, I, so you gotta, you gotta tell me. No, to no, I love it. I love it. We'll, we'll have you, we'll have you on again. I, cause I thought this was a really cool, you know, forum. I, I think that you bring up some really great points. Uh, when when talking about you know different topics, and it's just it's like I said it's it's great to hear you know things that are not you know normally something that you would hear right like I a lot of my friends you know they're either Republican or they are you know I I it's it's weird in my after high school life I'm very similar to what I was in high school like. I have friends from all over, <laughs> you know, like I have a lot of friends that are like super like Bernie supporters, love Bernie and, and, you know, wanted Bernie. And then I have a lot of friends that are, are hardcore Republicans. And then I have a lot of friends, a lot of friends that are just in the middle that are, are, are very similar to me where I, I lean left on, you know, on social things. And then I, I lean right on fiscal things, you know, like, it's I'm I'm I really bounce I bounce back and forth. Um, I think you need to check out the Libertarian Party I, because <laughs> that is that is what the Libertarian Party is. Well, you, you know what um, was who was that crazy guy? Was it from California? Uh, Are you talking about Vermin Supreme with the boot on? Oh. <laughs> No, are, no, 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 no. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Forget I said anything. <laughs> uh, um, hold on. I got I got a picture of it because I took uh, I side with. I don't know if you ever looked at that. I side with dot com. Um, no, I've never heard of it. You do me a favor. Uh, you don't have to do it tonight. You know, you're you, you wake up early, so you should probably go to bed. But uh, take a look. And. Um, check out isidewith.com take the survey and it will tell you which president or candidate you should vote for president and and it will it's i mean it's pretty interesting it doesn't just have it doesn't just have uh trump or biden no biden no 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 no, no it had it okay. has it has every single person that was in it like andrew yang it has like all those uh, all those people, Pete Buttigieg, Beto O'Rourke, it has all those, Amy Klobuchar, every single one of them. And and you can go ahead and and, and see how you rank um, and if it's you know similar to what you you, you think. Um, but it's it's so cool. You know, like like when I took it, uh, when when did I take this? Um, I took this in May of 2019. And the person that it told me I should vote for is John Delaney. 87 percent. I agree with John Delaney, 87 percent of, of of his topics, of the topics that they list. I don't rem even remember. He's a Democrat. Um, yeah, I, I don't I, I, I don't know. Uh, then it was 82 percent Trump, 79 percent Andrew Yang, 72 percent John Kasich, 62 percent John uh, Gary Johnson, 56 uh, percent Tulsi Gabber. And then fifty-two Pete Buttigieg, and then so on and so on. And so forth. I mean, uh, you know, I the it, it has me at forty-six percent of 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 agreeing with the 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 questions with Joe Biden, and it has me with Kamala Harris at forty percent. I the lowest one I scored with was Julian uh, Castro. 
at oh, 36. Yeah. yeah, I don't know much about uh, Julian Castro. I know he was uh, he was he was quite charismatic. Um, I, I did uh, watch a couple uh, videos of him speaking, and that's all I recall was that he was extremely charming. Uh, but I don't remember much about what his uh, specific platform. Was. Well, the cool thing is, is it, it just it asks you questions, and and I have the like I, I took screenshots because I, I was like, this is so neat. Me and my buddy did this. Um, it's like, should a photo ID be required to vote? Yes, no, or no, and lower the voting age to fifteen, right? And you you know you answer it, and based off of that, and it, it has all these answers based off of all of the, the people that are, are that were running at the time. And, and, yeah. and it, it has all their answers in there, but you don't see them. But at the end, it tells you, yeah, okay, this is who you side with. Well, I have it open on my phone. So uh, uh, a little bit later on, before I go to bed, I will... Uh... I will. Uh, I'll go through the uh, the quiz and, and see what it do it about. and 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 one send last, me send me the send me the I results because I'm I'm so intrigued. Uh, <laughs> I will. Uh, one last thing I want to do um, before we get yep. off is uh, I want us to because this is going to come out after the election, yep. but we're only less than a week before the election. Yeah. So I want us to guess who's going to win on election. <laughs> But I want us to say it at the same time, just for the hell of it. Are you down? Yeah. That? So we're 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 saying who we think is going to win. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Right. Ready? So uh, on the on the uh, we'll do one, two, three, and then one. You know, uh, one more count uh, to when we do it. So it'll be like one, two, three, Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. Right? So I just said the name of my bourbon because it's right. Right. There. All right. So <laughs> one. <laughs> All right, one, two, three. Trump. Trump. Yeah. yeah. I and, and you know what? I think I, I I'm I'm surprised that you said that. I because I'm I look at like you 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 start following the news and and you know every news organization says Trump's going to lose, but then the more and more I realize growing up, I don't like I don't take these polls right. When I get called for a poll, I'm like, yeah, I'm not interested, and I hang up. So like, I think that that is the majority of the people nowadays. And I think that these polls don't really get the pulse of people out there. So I, 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 I'm going to go against the polls because the polls all say that Biden's going to win. Um, and I, I think that Trump's going to win. You want to know why I think Trump is going to win, uh, versus the polls is because, uh, I don't know a single person that is excited about Joe Biden. I know people that say they're going to vote for him because they hate Trump. Yep. But I don't know anybody, anybody that's like, I love Joe Biden. I love him. Right? But I know quite a few people, quite a few, that absolutely positively love Donald Trump. And him losing in the polls... Is only going to energize that, that group, the people yeah. that love him, <laughs> and and him losing in the polls is only going to make those people that are lukewarm about voting for Joe Biden just because you know they hate Trump. They're going to be like, well, he's going to win anyway, so yep. whatever. Yep. Well, here, here, so so here's here's a fun thing, and then and then I'll I'll, I'll end it here. But um, I, I'm going to do uh, my buddy Jim. And my buddy Falcon both want to do a election podcast. So 
I don't know if you'd be interested. Now, fair disclosure, they are both Republican. <laughs> so, oh, that's so I, you know, I know that you're uh, was it Libertarian, right? So, yes. Um, if if you if you would be yeah, so if I'm you would like, be interested, I'm, I'm half. <laughs> I'm like half Democrat, half Republican, only I have a brain. So, <laughs> so if, if you'd be interested, I'd love to have you. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna podcast live. Uh, I'm going to post it live uh, on Podbean, and then it'll, it'll be uh, on Apple iTunes or, or Apple Podcasts and, and Amazon and Spotify after. Um, but it'll be on that night. Uh, and, and we're going to podcast, I believe, around 8 o'clock uh, on, on election night, if you're interested. I am looking at my uh, my schedule right now because I'm traveling next week. However, I uh, I should be good to go. All right, so I will I so, will include uh, you. So it'll it'll yeah, be it'll be down. you, Falcon, uh, my buddy Jim, and and myself. Uh, I, I you know if, if I have any any other takers, I'm gonna I'm gonna invite them on and and just uh, and see what they, they you know. And we're just gonna we're basically gonna be watching you know the results come in and and commenting on it. Yeah, let's do it. I'll, I'll be in uh, in uh, beautiful uh, Bridgewater, uh, just outside of Boston, nice. uh, Massachusetts. Uh, I'll have my laptop open. I'll I'll find a good site to uh, to watch live results, and uh, I am uh, thrilled. Awesome. Um, to to be a part of it. Awesome. It. So I will. Uh, I'll 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 send you all the details, obviously. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. This will be good. <laughs> All right, awesome. We're looking forward. Well, thank to you it. again, Chris. I, I appreciate it. It's 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 always fun talking to you. Um, and you know, we'll we'll have you on again, uh, probably in the new year. And uh, uh, when I'm around for the, uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll have a cocktail or something like that. We'll meet up. And uh, if drink. you are in Buffalo and you do not tell me that you're here, <laughs> I'll be very upset. Well, uh, I will I will let you know because there is a possibility that I might be in town tomorrow because my uh, my parents, like I said, are, are remodeling uh, their their floors and whatnot. So I was going to go help them out. Okay. And uh, I don't know if you remember James Carmelek. I uh, yeah vaguely. Yeah, he's he's I in town from I definitely remember his. He's name. in town from Chicago, okay. so he uh, and and he just got engaged. So I was gonna. They they asked me if I wanted to come this week, and I said I don't know, I'm not not sure. Uh, I have to see what I got going on with the kids. But uh, th so if there is a possibility, I will text you and let you know. But for, full disclosure, I will not be drinking because <laughs> <laughs> sober October. Fucking sober October. Okay. So all right, yeah. but I will I will shoot you a text. So thank you very much, and we will. Uh, all right, man. We'll talk soon. All right, sounds good. Yep. Thanks. A uh, shout out to our sponsors. Uh, new sponsor, Giggy Bank Payment Tracker. Uh, whether you are a dog walker, personal trainer, or anything, um, you can save time tracking your self-employment income, right? If you use spreadsheets, notebooks, or really nothing at all, then Giggy Bank's for you. You can download today, and your first three clients are free. Uh, it's very easy to use. Giggy Bank tracks a single balance for each client. Enter gigs to track work done and increase the balance and payments to uh, bring the balance down. It's as simple as that. So uh, check out GiggyBank in the app stores. All right, and SaberCon. For all your concrete restoration needs in South Florida, reach out to Jim or Scott at SaberCon. And last but certainly not least, uh, VitFit Keys uh, is one of the best uh, trainers with uh, Melissa she will get your butt into shape. So thank you all, and have a great week.